Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach to Care It Out and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Carry Out Sleep Show. You are listening to your host, Kerry Secker, and I hope you're really well. In this podcast, I am going to be talking about one of my favourite sleep subjects, the bedtime routine. Now, I often refer to the bedtime routine as preparation for sleep separation. And this is because the bedtime routine or going to sleep for your small, it's a period of separation from you, even if it's a really tiny amount of time that they're separated from you. Um, And your bedtime routine, the role of the bedtime routine is to calm and cue them for sleep and prepare them for this separation, however small it is. And there is, like most things on my approach, there's no right or wrong when it comes to your bedtime routine. It's just finding out what works for you. But today I thought it'd be really useful to do a short little podcast and go through six of my sleep suggestions that can help your bedtime routine go that little bit smoother for you and your small. So the first thing I want to talk about is the length of the bedtime routine. Now what we don't want is the bedtime routine to be too long because if we do it too um leave too much time before they're due to go down to bed they can um get overexcited, overstimulated if they're already there's lots of overs here if they're already tired they're going to get overtired as well and also like most things with the small and sleep it's also balanced because if it's too short it doesn't give them enough time or a chance to calm and cue for sleep and it doesn't give them enough time to anchor and connect with you to help that separation go smoothly. So I I always suggest around 30 to 40 minutes, give or take, is about the best time for your bedtime routine. And that doesn't always have to include settling them to sleep. That's just your preps, a bath, getting them dressed, stories, having a song, which I'm going to come on to more in a second. That's just roughly how long I would start before you want to settle them down for sleep. So I hope that makes sense. So yeah, the roughly speaking, we're ideally looking for around 30 to 40 minutes. This gives them enough time to calm and cue for sleep. It also gives them enough time to bond and anchor with you that can help that se- to help the separation go that little bit smoothly. But it's also preventing them from getting too over it, too overtired um, and overstimulated as well. The second thing that's quite important in a bedtime routine is doing the same thing in the same order-ish every single night. Now I say ish because we all do things differently on the daily and that's okay. But doing the same things in the same order every single night, it helps your, but it feels familiar. You know what you're doing. It feels familiar to your small and they can anticipate what's going to happen. And when your baby can anticipate what's going to happen, they feel safe and settled. So it is really, really boring. Um, it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. You don't have to do it every single day to the dot, but doing the same few, the same three or four things in the same order every single night can really help massively. And it can be something as simple as having a bath, 
going straight into their bedroom, reading their book, doing the nappy in the same order, where you put your sleep sack on if you're using one, when you put the white noise on. It seems so, so such a tiny thing, but it can these tiny things can make a really big difference. The third thing I want to talk about is bath time. Now, you probably don't need me to explain what bath time looks in your ha- household, especially if you've got one or especially if you've got more than one baby um bath time it's rarely a calm process even with really young babies and you know what this is okay now we don't need actually i forgot i should have said this before we started we don't need to bath our little ones every single day because they don't need it they don't get dirty they don't get sweaty like we do it's nice a bath is a great way to let them know the bath time the bedtime is coming um getting nice and warm can help with the sleepy hormone melatonin especially in younger babies but we don't need to bath them every day um however this is a very personal choice um some choose to bath every day some choose to every other day some once or twice a week again there's no right or wrong you just end up doing what works for you and your baby if you leave the bath out i promise you this isn't the reason why they're unsettled at night time i call this clutching at straws um but if they are having a bath i my one of my biggest suggestions would be to keep it bright let them splash around um, the bath is a great bond booster it gives you that gives you and your baby that one-on-one time which can really help um with that separation when it comes to um the, the end of your bedtime routine it's also a great way of shake shaking off that last bit of energy i'm shaking now as i say that shaking off that last bit of energy of the day before it comes to settling to sleep but if you are giving them a bath as part of their bedtime routine i always suggest capping it about five minutes five minutes maximum for babies under six months old is literally pits and bits a quick splash around bit of eye contact back out again a lot of effort for a little bath time i know and for older ones around 10 minutes 15 minutes absolute max and what this does it's giving them that time to splash that time with you time to splash time to shake off that last bit of energy for the day but popping a time limit on it prevents them from getting overtired overwired and then very difficult to calm down on the other side if you find that your little one cries as soon as you get them out of the bath this is completely natural I often call this bed begging where you get them out of the bath um, and they start crying immediately for some little ones this is because they are they're more aware of what's going on they know that, that they don't basically transitions can be tricky and they don't want to leave the bath however for some little ones it can be part of the bed begging and that's because whilst they're in the bath it's a massive distraction so play is always going to be priority sleep is always going to be secondary so whilst your small is in the bath um, they forget how overtired they are because there's a massive distraction water parents are there splashing you don't need me to explain that to you Um, and then when they get out of the bath you pull them out well not pull them out but you take them out of the bath and they're like oh I need to be in bed for like five minutes ago and they realize how tired they are for some the second you get them out of the bath so if that happens it's completely natural that it happens it's horrible because it ends up doing the old pajama drama where you're trying to wrestle them into their pajamas um but if that is happening try bringing your bath a little bit earlier like starting your bath a little bit earlier or just watching how long um they're actually having in the tub that can um be a game changer at bedtime 
The fourth thing is that once they've had their bath, ideally that they go into their sleep space. And all I mean by sleep space is the place where they're going to be sleeping. So if they are um, your room sharing, that's where I, after the bath, ideally they go into your bedroom or their bedroom because you're sharing. And if they are sleeping in their own room, their nursery, siblings room, ideally that's where they go or at least they're quite quickly again there's no right or wrong if coming downstairs is working for you um that's absolutely fine but what i found is that if we get them their bath if we take them into the bar there into like the bedroom area whether that's upstairs or into a different area of the house and they have their bath they know bedtime's coming, you've said goodnight to your toys. However, if we then take them back into the day space or playing areas, again, it comes back to playing is always going to be a priority. They're going to start looking for their things and getting into stuff again. Um, and for some little ones, if they're really um, alert or very curious, they're going to find it very difficult to then go from having the bath into a play area again, back into their sleep space. It's like, if I come home from work and I leave my laptop out, which I very rarely do now, I can't help it. I just want to keep going over to my laptop. I can't switch off. And it's the same for the little ones. So I really like where you can have the bath, get them all cozy, nappy and pyjamas on, and then ideally they go into their sleep space. Of course, life doesn't always happen like that. The doorbell might go, or you've got to go down to feed the dog. This, of course, is okay too. And the other thing that it does, taking them into their sleep space, is babies, um, well, we all do at night time, wake up numerous times to do what I call change checks at night time to make sure we're safe. And part of going into their sleep space um, straight from their bath or even if they're not having a bath, you go straight into their sleep space to start off the bedtime routine. It gives them a chance to become familiar with their sleep environment. They know where everything is around them. They're checking out their environment. They're doing this subconsciously, but they're checking out their environment safe. So when they wake up at night time, it can really help them with their change check. So that's the other thing as well. Then the other thing after that, number f- um, the fifth thing is once they're in their sleep space to have a quick book or um, to have a quick song. Now, again, no right or wrong with this. You know your baby's best. Some little ones just aren't interested in the book which is actually part of all the process. It's completely natural in the beginning. Um, Everything in life is a process. Nobody just um, can pick up anything and then get the hang of it straight away. Or it's quite rare that happens. So learning to have those bedtime books, it's a process for your little one. In the beginning, it's just about holding that time for them to sit down together and look at a book. They'll play with it, bat it away, go to the last page. That used to drive me crazy when I was a nanny um then they'll want to chop and change the books before they actually get to that point with some time where they can sit and read a whole book bedtime books I'm a massive fan of bedtime books in a bedtime routine I think it's a really lovely time to spend some time together again boost that bond help with that separation to go a bit smoother um it's a great way of introducing books to your little one but sometimes and calming them down and cueing them for sleep which is what the bedtime routine is all about but sometimes having those um books can actually rile your little one up and get them overstimulated and we want to avoid that so again if you're having it's the same theory with the bath if you're having books if they're too tired that they're bed begging so they're already crying and upset as you get them out of their bath and doing the pajama drama getting them into their pajamas it is okay to leave that book out if they're too tired or bed begging you can sing a quick song instead 
If not, if they are up for some books, I think it's a lovely thing to do once they're in their sleep space. But again, I would try and keep that to one or two books or, or for really young babies, it is literally... So under six months, I call really young baby like one book. And as they get a little bit older, you can introduce two or three books until they can choose their own. But again, even with really older ones like toddlers, I would like 10, 15 minutes max with the books. Otherwise, it takes ages to calm them back down afterwards. Oh, and a quick note on books as well. I would also try and avoid um, like noisy books, you know, the books that you can press the buttons. I would try and keep those in, in your lounge or your play areas and have quieter books. And when your baby gets much older and we are around two and a half, three years old, this is when their imagination kicks in. And they start to really take in what's going on with those books. And that's a good time to reevaluate actually what you are reading to your little one at bedtime because they can then really start to think about those books. What we read at bedtime can really start to play out what they think about at night time as well. A little bed bonus tip for you as well. And then lastly, and I think this is the best bit, everybody wants to fall asleep this way, is just before um, you um, settle them to sleep, however you're settling your little one to sleep, have a really big kiss and cuddle on you, if you can, for a good three or four minutes. This feels good, and it's good to feel good. It also releases oxytocin, which can really help um, boost your bond, makes you feel good, just said that. But also it can help sleep, especially in the back end of the night. And again, it helps your little one anchor and connect with you, have that time on you to help that separation go a bit more smoothly when it comes to putting them down. Even if you're co-sleeping and you're going to bed, um, with your little one your bedtime routine it's still a bit of separation from you they're not there with you um and it, it still really does count i think i think that's really important so when i say preparation for separation i'm not expecting your little ones to be separated you from hours or even minutes it is just that metaphorical that they're going down that they're going to be they're not going to see you for a while for some little ones even if it's a short amount of time so yeah have a nice big kiss and cuddle on you before settling them off to sleep um i think it's a lovely way to to it doesn't everybody want to go to sleep that way well i think that's all let me just do um a little quick routine recap um so number one we're aiming for the bedtime routine to be around 30 to 40 minutes in length this gives them enough time to anchor and connect to you but it's not so long that they're getting overtired override oversleep ideally we're doing the same three or four things in the same order every single night this helps it to all feel familiar to your little one help them to anticipate what's coming and when they can do that they feel safe and settled bath if number three is if they're having a bath you don't need to bath them every day if you leave it out I promise you this isn't why your little one is unsettled at night time but if they're having a bath for under six months i'd keep it really super short like five minutes maximum for older ones i would go up i would increase as they get older but 10 15 minutes max up to two three soon as they number four as soon as they've um, had their bath ideally they go straight into the sleep space so if they are sleeping in your bedroom your room sharing that's where i would have the bedtime routine take place and if they're sleeping in their nursery siblings bedroom their own bedroom wherever they're sleeping from the bath straight into there this helps prevent them um pre this helps prevent them from getting overtired and overstimulated again i.e waking back up um and the other thing is that it can help them check their environment to help their change checks at night time 
The fifth thing is the quick book or um, a sleepy song. Books, great time to boost your bond and read together. It is a process learning to read a book. They don't just sit there and read it all in its entirety. Um, For really young babies, so again, under six months, I would keep it to one book, but as they get older, um, you can extend that time again to around five minutes, five, five, ten minutes for around eight months to a year. And as they get older, up to 15 minutes maximum. And if they're too tired, they're bed begging, you've experienced the pyjama drama, I'm sure you all know what that is, then I would park the book, feel free to leave the books out or do it really speedy and sing a sleepy song instead. And then the last thing, just before you go to sleep, a really big kiss and cuddle on you. So at least three to four minutes on you, it feels good it releases the oxytocin which can help the sleep and also um, anchors them to you to help that separation go a little bit smoother for you so i hope you found that really interesting um informative and reassuring i love talking about bedtime routine because sleep is one of my favorite things and i hope to see you very soon bye thank you so much for listening to me your host kerry secker on the carrot out sleep show I really hope you found the podcast reassuring, informative and a little bit fun. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show below and I'd be so grateful if you could leave me some fabulous feedback. I always love hearing from you and one lucky listener will win lifetime access to my Bedtime Basics e-course every single month. My next podcast episode will be out in two weeks time but if you can't wait for more of my sleep shizzle, you can find me over on Instagram at carrotoutsleepconsultant. I update my sleep squares and speak sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity to you all.